Good morning. I'm Riley, and this is Lifestyle Tucson, a program where I speak with nonprofit groups and organizations, finding out how they serve our community and getting updates on current projects. For today's episode of Lifestyle Tucson, I'm sharing a recent conversation I had with friends of Pima Animal Care Center. I'm speaking with... Uh, my name is Roman Urias, and I am the Development and Marketing Specialist for Friends Pack. And I'm uh, Tori Chisholm. I'm the Development Director for Friends of Pack. I saw that Friends of Pack was founded in 2016. Will you share with me how Friends of Pack came to be founded, as well as who are the people that make up this organization? Well, we're uh, we're run by board of directors, and the history on it is back around that time there was a bond initiative to uh, redo the Pima County um, shelter, and so the initiative passed. But the the county and uh, volunteers and supporters of uh, the Pima Animal Care Center realized that it was going to take more than just a facility to really uh, facilitate the high level of life saving they wanted to do for animals in our community. And so they realized that they needed to create kind of like a nonprofit partner that would be able to raise money and facilitate you know, programs that maybe the county wasn't able to do. And so that's where, where Friends of Pack really started from. It was a, a collaboration between a group of really dedicated animal welfare lovers and the county to make uh, this nonprofit that now we, we work hand-to-hand with PAC to save thousands and thousands of animals each and every year. Mm-hmm. Something I seem to have noticed, a lot of emphasis lies with the health of pets because, to my understanding, some of the animals, when they come into a Pima Animal Care Center, is they have medical needs that need to be addressed. And Friends of PAC helps with that. Am I correct? Absolutely. That's a big part of what we do. We have a, a variety of programs, but I kind of look at They really break down into three main categories. One is the medical pet program, kind of what's what you're talking about, uh, providing really specialized care for the animals that are coming into the worst situations. As the county shelter, PAC really ends up catching all of those really hardest medical cases, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So we help with those. Uh, The second thing we do help with is we do our best to help with the adoption or fostering of uh, kind of the hardest to place animals. It could be the mature mutts, you know, older dogs are a little bit harder to place. It could be animals with health issues. It could be, you know, some of our cats that really have either older or have specialized medical issues. So we do a lot to try to help with the placement of those animals. Uh, And then the last piece that we've really seen a lot of focus on more recently is what we call surrender prevention. And that's actually trying to help animals and their people before the animal ends up at the shelter, Mm -hmm. trying to help. There was a study that was done like five years ago by the ASPCA, which is a big national animal welfare organization. And and they found that of people who are surrendering their animals to a shelter, 88% of them said if they just, they're doing it because they had a temporary hardship. And if there was a little bit of support they were able to get, they would have loved to have kept their their pet because it's a part of their family. So that's what we're trying to focus on now is helping those people keep the pets where they belong in a loving home, right? Mm -hmm, For sure. So I would like to hear a bit about some of the different programs and projects. One of them is our Keeping Families Together project. That project provides funding for pets who may have like minor medical needs or need behavioral training. It's just something that 
it fills the gap. A major thing that somebody needs to leave their animal with us for or is something that they just need a little bit of help on. And so if we can just provide that little gap of help, that will keep that family together, right? So there's there's that one. So I had seen the keeping families together, and then I also saw some other projects you had, including Lovely's Fund for Neglected and Abused Pets. Can you tell me a bit more about uh, that one as well? So like uh, on our projects, really, we have five main projects. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rome really did a good job talking about the keeping families together. We also have a project we call Medical Needs or Medical Pets. Uh, That is a fund that we create to really help with specialized surgeries, physical therapy, carts for animals who, you know, like have legs that don't work. So it's really provides a level of care above and beyond what could be expected at a municipal shelter. So that's a big part of it. Then we also have what's called the Fins Fund for Good Dogs. That is a project that we have that's focused on helping the 5% hardest to place dogs uh, because they might have some behavioral issues in the past. Maybe they got separation anxiety issues. So we do a lot of specialized training and programs to help them and connect them to new forever homes. And that's what uh, Finn's Fund really focuses on. The Lovelies Fund for Neglected and Abused Pets is really a focus on, I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like, right? Because we're with PAC, PAC also runs this county's uh, Animal Protection Services Program. So they see, uh, they see all the cases that are in the community of neglect or abuse. Uh, and so many of those animals, you know, they, if they end up coming into PAC, uh, so we have a fund that's really directed specifically to giving those animals the specialized need and attention uh, they have to recover from what they've gone through and then to transition into a, a new home. Mm-hmm. The last uh, big project, we also have the uh, PAC Rescue Rover or mobile medical unit. And that's a fundraising effort that we're doing right now to acquire a mobile veterinary clinic uh, that will be able to operate anywhere within Pima County. PAC has an amazing staff of uh, of veterinarians and veterinarian techs, uh, but it just has that one location, right, over on Silverbell. Mm -hmm. The whole idea with the Rescue Rover is to be able to mobilize that staff and be able to take them into the parts of the community where people need help and where animals need help. We're really excited about that. It's, it continues to progress. Yeah, so I understand that the the Pack Rescue Rover is under development still. Can you tell me a bit about how it's coming along so far? Uh, like, what's what's the goal you have to develop this Rescue Rover? Overall, our fundraising goal is a million dollars. I think we're, you know, still accepting funds for that. We expect some plans to be drawn up soon. We don't expect this rover to be up maybe up until, like, next year or 2024 even because it's high has to be highly customized for all the medical needs that'll be done in there but yeah we're just super excited to imagine you know veterinarians and techs traveling across the community and solving those minor medical issues before having the chance to becoming life-threatening emergencies at PAC. We recently for Giving Tuesday focused on that and we got a great response our goal was 50k we got the 50k and uh, we're just just super excited about all of the things that it's going to be able to provide at no cost and for it to just go where it's most needed in the community. Absolutely. That was Roman Urias from Friends of PAC. You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. Going back to some of the different programs you have, such as the uh, Keeping Families Together or Lovely's Fund for Neglected Pets, are people able to 
specify where they would like their donations to go to, or is it like a lump donation that's since divided up? When they go into the website, uh, the main page, and they click on the top right-hand blue button at the corner that says donate today, the next page will come up with, uh, under the section, tell us about your gift. There's a drop-down box that says choose a project. And it's like greatest needs, medical needs, keeping families together, FINS fund, lovely fund. So you can definitely restrict funds if you'd like. And just tell us what you'd like those to go to for sure. Okay. So if someone's just extra passionate about, I want to see this pack rescue rover get moving, you can direct it mm-hmm. specifically mm-hmm. to it. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to, there's a section, I believe, also on there. If it's not in the drop down, you could just tell us how exactly you like it to be used as well. What is the difference between when people make a donation to Friends of Pack instead of one directly to Pima Animal Care Center? Definitely a good question. Because we're not the county as a as a nonprofit, we are able to be a little bit more nimble, a little bit more responsive to you know specialized needs that happen at PAC. That's one of the reasons why they created Friends of PAC because a county government's a county government. You know, there's a process to everything. When really specific needs arise, they they like to be able to look to us to be able to address those immediately without that lag time. And it's really made a huge difference in the the life saving rate um, that PAC has had over the last four years. So, so I mean, those are probably the the biggest reasons. The all all the dollars that are are given to uh, Friends of PAC are directed to support mm-hmm. animals and the and the people that and the animals that PAC support. So. Really, from that regard, the, the, all the support goes the same way. We're just empowered to be able to address issues and specialized needs in a much more efficient manner. You can allocate also say, the funds differently. Yeah. Okay. Also, more emergent situations that may come up. We're just more quick to do what we can in those situations. You know? So I would like to shift focus for a second to hear a bit about the current situation for Friends of PAC and Pima Animal Care Center, because I've seen a lot in the news about the rise in numbers and the surge of animals who are in need of help right now. Can you tell me a bit of how this affects your work or if it changes your approach? It's a challenging time right now, Mm -hmm. Um, and not just uh, for PAC, but for shelters nationwide. As we thought we were coming out of, you know, the pandemic, it just, we saw all the shelters really started to see just a huge influx of animals coming in. For a variety of reasons, people going back to work, finding out maybe their pet had separation anxiety. It could have been, you know, people who'd gotten pets to have company while they were stuck mm-hmm. at home. The kids were doing school at home, whatever the case. So it's for a variety of reasons. And so we saw the inflict. So we're still continuing to battle that. But we, we've really reached a nice equilibrium of, you know, of new uh, um, animals coming in and then pets that are going out to new forever homes. Uh, but the numbers are still high. But what it does for us on the Friends of PAC side, obviously it creates a little bit of a need and an urgency for us to figure out what we can do now to help those animals and to help get the numbers and the census numbers down. But it also really informed us about what the needs are. And that's actually, that whole issue is where the whole PAC rescue rover and some of our other projects came out of it. Because what we realized is like the, the shelter's full, but it's full also with we, when they all started coming in, you know, because everybody's stuck at home, they weren't a lot. We had a lot of animals that weren't vaccinated. We had a lot of illnesses that we we're dealing with. Uh, we have a variety of behavioral issues, like animals that were under socialized for, you know, because everybody is locked at home. So, what it helped us realize is 
we have to be uh, preventative and forward thinking to address those issues before they those animals end up at pack. And so like, that's a perfect example of the whole rescue rover. It's like, how do we get out and we do the vaccinations? Mm-hmm. How do we get out and provide health health checks in the community? You know, so that if we, as this, if this crisis continues to evolve or for the next crisis that might come, that we're able to be able to, to help the animals and help the people in this community uh, before they're faced with the, the dilemma of having to you know, surrender a family member to the mm-hmm. shelter. All of, all of what he said, all of that, right? And we know it's a challenging time that PAC was able to maintain a 92% live save rate. So that's an amazing number. Even if you look at other shelters across the country, we're in the like top tier of municipal shelters to have that kind of save rate. 192, uh, excuse me, 1,923 pets were transferred to rescue groups. 7,496 animals were adopted, according to a fiscal year report. There's just a lot of high numbers, you know, 12,689 animals successfully placed in that time frame um, that were just being able to be maintained, not just by PAC, but by the community at large who were able to show up for the needs of the animals and, and donate where we needed to be donated. All this through a hard time. So kind of realizing that animal welfare is human welfare is mm-hmm. all really making sense to the community. I just had to say like, that's a great number, 92% mm-hmm. save rate to brag about during this hard time. For sure. Can we expand upon how Friends of PAC helps with the, the placement process or the adoption process? The adoption process is great right now, especially there's no adoption fee. There's a $20 licensing fee that'll, that'll always apply. But you can go online, look at the animals that are available and request to schedule uh, to meet with them. Or you can just walk in. It is a county facility, so you will have to wear a mask on campus. But outside of that, you can go and see the pets. You can go and see and spend some time with them and um, see which one you really like. We also have different programs and like coupons that you would get during the adoption process to make sure that that dog is gonna, you know, has the best chance of staying in that home at Smart. So it gives us a coupon for purchasing stuff. Uh, we also work with Good Pup, which is a training program online. So if you think that your animal can benefit from that, which we think is a strong thing as well, which is why we even work with them, Good Pup will assist in online training. They give us a discount for that. I think in terms of just the adoption process, we've made it super streamlined, super easy, and as enjoyable as possible. So, but Tori, in terms of placement, do you have anything to add? PAC is a wonderful organization. They do an amazing job in the adoption. I mean, well, we place almost 12,000 animals per year. You think about it, that's a thousand a a month. So yeah. I mean, they really, they have it uh, down to a science where Friends of PAC as the nonprofit partner really steps in is to try to help with the animals that are hardest to place mm-hmm. through a variety of things. We provide some, some staff support so that those animals can get the care and attention they need. A big part of our medical, whenever we look at a medical case, it's also looking at like, okay, what's the outcome and what, how does this help this pet end up with their new forever home? Uh, if they're behavioral cases and we're, you know, working to help provide like additional specialized training or, or even for some of our mature mutts, we do a lot of actually what we call rec- special recruiting. You know, it's like, we kind of like do advertising and marketing for them and special programs to put, you know, get them out there. We actually, it's really cool. We have one of our amazing volunteers is a really good artist 
and uh, she draws these incredible portraits of some of our, our dogs that have been at, been at Pack the Longest, and we get merchandise, and volunteers are wearing them, so so uh, some of that, a lot of that flows through Friends of Pack, because, I mean, that's where our goal is. And at the end of the day, the puppies, the small dogs, they all, they all go quickly. Mm-hmm. It's trying to figure out how we help the, the dogs that need that little extra help. Mm-hmm. They're comfortable home. That's Well, exactly. Sure. And the one they're going to be in forever. Yeah. Right? You have a big fundraising event coming up this spring, Pets of Pima Parade on historic 4th Avenue. Can you tell me more about what to expect from this? I can't. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to hear all about okay, it. Okay. So, so on top of it being a parade, it is a fundraising event as well. If you want to walk in the parade, you can go to our, the website, www.pantsofpimaparade.com, register, and either you put in the $100 or you can share your link with people who can send money to you to put in the $100 and then you're in. And then after that, it's just like fundraising, fundraising, like just more getting out there, letting people know that you love your animal, you support your animal. And I think the part that's going to be helpful to the fundraising is to show like pictures of you and your dogs like in a costume like gonna dress up when you go there just like support us and like what we're doing we're dressing up for this parade which is the part of the second part which is come dressed up come with your animal if you want in a costume you don't have to but i think it'd be great fun we're gonna have the uh, a dog procession we're gonna have a cat convoy which is this uh red big british double-decker bus kind of looking you know with cats just are, and their owners and just kind of waving from the window because like obviously hurting cats and it's a thing yeah. may not be easy for a parade and all that stuff and then we're gonna have like mariachi bands car shows uh i think tori correct me if i'm wrong we're gonna get some famous vehicles we're working on them still mm-hmm. but uh we're anticipating having a bunch of iconic vehicles might be Batmobiles, Ghostbuster car, Back to the Future, DeLorean, you know, the Mustang, <laughs> Steve McQueen's Mustang. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Tucson Comic Con as well is also going to be a big part of that too. They're going to be dressed up in what they're going to do. And, and that's just going to add to the festive vibes of the whole parade. Post parade, we're also doing a, a we're staying on Fourth Avenue and doing a festival, oh, right. the Four Legs on Fourth Festival, where we're going to have a, a big adoption event. Actually, uh, HSL Properties is supporting that. We're going to have a car show. We're going to have a kid's court. Um, we're going to have a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, we'll be working with businesses up and down 4th Avenue to you know, do pet-friendly things that day. I think Brome put out something that describes it best. It, it, it's uh, the newest, coolest, most possumest Tucson tradition, right? And that's what our goal is, is uh, people in Pima County love their animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've 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 never been anywhere where people are just so I mean this is such a pet friendly community and our goal is to find out exactly how much um, we wanted to create an event that celebrated the pets that make our lives so much more enriching right and bring them out and and parade them and as Rome said what's cool is is like we're gonna have a, a of course for the dogs it's the procession de los perros right um, that'll be probably the biggest part of the parade because walking your dogs is the easiest thing to mm-hmm. do. Um, then we're going to have the the, uh, the cat convoy, which is going to be fun. Uh, and it'll be like, it'll be an incredible mix. There's going to be people with cats and strollers, people, some walking on the leash, some riding, you know, whatever the case may be. It's not just about cats and dogs. You could bring your lizard. You could bring your bird. You could bring 
you know, uh, whatever animal you think would be cool at a parade, right? And not freak out <laughs> and to be prideful in, in Pima County of our pets and to just put them on display for that day and just recognize the joy and love that they bring and that we give each other, right? I'm sorry, Tori, I just wanted to put that in oh, no, yeah. what you were saying. No, he's absolutely right. We have a whole like Casino del Sol pet pride possession. I mean, I've got people tell me they're bringing giant tortoises and turkeys and goats. And... So that's the thing is like, we want people to participate, right? Uh, because in participating, it generates people who love their animals, it helps generate support for those animals in our community who aren't as fortunate to have such amazing families, right? So we want people to participate, but we also want people to come and spectate because mm -hmm. we're going to put on a spectacle. I mean, thousands of animals, all types, costume characters, stormtroopers coming mm -hmm. down the street, Drag cars, <laughs> buses, fire trucks. It's going to be pretty amazing. Well, it seems like a really great way to just drum up attention and, you know, get the community excited about their pets and their love of their animals, as well as being able to fundraise for the Pima Animal Care Center. So can you give me the details, just the, the need to knows about the upcoming pet parade? So it's Saturday, April 23rd, 2022. It starts at 8 a.m. We put 8 a.m., you know, because there are people there. It may start between any time between 8 and 8.30. Mm -hmm. So just kind of give it us that time, right, right? And for sure, visit petsofpimaparade.com to find out more on how you can walk in the parade, support, or just attend Tori, do you have anything else to add on that? No, it's perfect. It's going to be an yeah. amazing day uh, on 4th yeah. Avenue. It's going to be yeah. so cool. Be sure to follow, you know, there's a Pets of Pima Parade Facebook page. I mean, we're all over social media. Um, if you find us on social media, on Instagram and on Twitter, it's going to be hashtag Pop Tucson, P-O-P-P, -P, Pets of Pima Parade Tucson. Um, so be sure to search us that way. Well, is there anything else you would like to add on before we wrap this up? Thank you, Riley. Thank you so much for having us. And we really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if I could just throw out, the only thing I'd say is a thank you to you, but also just a thank you to the community. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You really empower us to do amazing things just uh, to enhance the life of animals in Pima County. And we're committed to continuing that, to make this an amazing community for our four-legged and occasionally three-legged or even two-legged mm -hmm. furry friends. <laughs> awesome. Well, can you just tell me again uh, the best way for people who are interested to learn more or want to find out about some of the different projects where to get in contact with Friends of PAC? Just our our website's as good as it gets, www.friendsofpacc.org. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. I'm Riley. That was Roman Urias and Tori Chisholm from Friends of PAC. If you're part of a nonprofit group or organization that would like to be featured in an upcoming episode of our Lifestyle Tucson program, you can reach out to me by email, publicaffairs at azlotus.com. That is publicaffairs at azlotus.com. For more information about the program or to listen back to something you may have missed, you can go to the Sunday Mornings page at mixfm.com, kfma.com, klpx.com, or espntucson.com. <laughs>